Mic check, mic check, mic check. One, two, my, what my, is this? Mike, it's your boy Darryl right. from the Time Flies podcast. Thank you for checking out this episode. Thank you for tuning in. And to the right of me, yes, we got the God, the God. Hola, como esta? My boy Mike. Mike, what's good, boy? Chilling. You all right? Chilling. Um, huh? Chilling? Back. Back at it. After, uh,. I'm not gonna lie, yo. I'm a little tired after that episode that we did. Yeah. After the episode we did. It's all right. Um, if you so, haven't checked out the episode, go check out that one that we talked about on Nas and Hit Boy era, with all the King diseases and magic, and talking about Holes verse on God did. Go check out that episode. It was a lengthy one, but it was a lot of good material in it. We got a lot of shit out for the culture, like always. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man. Like we got we talked a lot, bro. And it was like I very, knew like, that tell would go. No, me too. But I'm just a little tired. But yeah. um, we got more. We got more work to do. But before we get into it, I mean, I, I'm I saw you like this whole time. But you know, I just want to make sure you're good. Yeah, and if you're <laughs> asking why we're wearing the same outfit, it is the last episode. Don't ask too many questions, no especially questions, if you don't want to know the real answer. <laughs> what? <laughs> no questions. Just enjoy the content. Enjoy the material. But uh, I'm assuming everything's been good since the last time, five seconds ago. Yeah. Everything's all right, right? Yeah, those fucking cookies are delicious. I took Good a piss, <laughs> finished my water bottle. So you good? Chilling. I bet. Uh, all right, this episode, we're going to be talking about the culture that we love, hip-hop. We're going to talk about music and albums that dropped in 2022. We're going to talk about some highlights, some of our favorites, maybe some disappointments. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. So, um... Want to just kick, um, want me just to uh, kick it off? Let's set, kick it. Set off the vibes. Set it off. All right, man. So one of my uh, one of my favorite albums that came out in 2020, 2022 We are talking about. We talking about yeah. Jid Forever Story. Fire. So yeah, man. Yo, this album, bro. Like I knew about Jid Dreamville Camp. We knew he could rap. Um, I'm not sure what his first album was because I know he dropped like a bunch of mixtapes. Yeah, there was the DiCaprio. Like, Is that a mixtape or other album? Well, I think this is his first actual album. album. Yeah, okay. like I think the DiCaprio served as like its predecessor, but this is the okay. first album. So yeah, so like just like we're saying, DiCaprio, the the series, um, we knew he could rap, but then with this album, man, it's just like it's he just he still has his rapping ability. He's still showing you that he could rap, but he he's putting together a cohesive um, body of work. Yeah, no, he's he's setting himself out as like one of those guys. Yeah, like. He he's a branch of the tree of like that Cole, Wale, Drake era, and he's doing it now, and he's doing it to an incredible like ability. Like this dude, he can make music. Um, he could rap his ass off. Honestly, it reminded me through this album a lot of like Andre Three Stacks. Mm. Like he really gave me that Dungeon Family vibe, and I feel like it was important because he's now. Come, while he'll always represent Dreamville, 100%. he's coming out as his own independent entity at this point. Yeah, like he's his own force to be reckoned with. Yeah, no, so. he really, really separate. Like you said, he really separated himself from the fucking from the pack. Yeah, I mean, as you can tell, we're looking at the track list right behind us. You know, I gotta make sure we got the yeah. the homework together. But um, one of the he tracks really though, put so well together. Like one of the tracks that stands out, um, just in time. With fucking yeah. Wayne, dog. Yeah, I I know this is obviously J J I D's album and J I D kills it in this song. 
But fucking Wayne, bro. Yo, his Be- feature run is legendary, dog. You know what the thing is? It's like, and we've spoke about this in regard to other artists, but like artists of Wayne's caliber know when they're on the track with one of those guys, they not only have to show up, but they have to t- steal the show. So Wayne approaches that with, you know, he he uses that approach on all of these. Like, he, he knows what J.I.D. can do. So he gets on this track and he's like, let me not go light on this one. <laughs> and he goes, man. Like he's- You know what I'm thinking about right now? In the last episode, we talked about fucking M, right? Yes. I think you can say that Lil, Lil Wayne is kind of doing his lyrical miracle stuff with his features. But he's not doing it in the way Eminem is doing it where it's like, just, it's beating you over the head and it's just not attractive. Is that a fair statement or is that a little the too thing far is, left? No, I, I, I see what you're saying. However, you know, Wayne still, you know, makes the priority of the music. So it's not like it still sounds good. He finds different pockets. Like, yeah, he's he's going for it. Yeah, he's, he's still paying attention. He finds pockets that are interesting. Like, he's never just, you know, like... To speak to the Eminem point, like we were talking about, he's gotten to a point where he just wants to rap to rap. Like Wayne, I think, of course, he gets on a track with the intention of rap, especially with a higher caliber peer like J.I.D. Mm-hmm. But he still keeps his eye on the music as well. So I think that's why, like where, yeah, he's definitely blacking out and doing his lyrical thing, but... He keeps it entertaining. He keeps it engaging. Um, I put together... Uh, yeah, I made a playlist about uh, Wayne features over the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. I'll put the link in the description. Go check that out. But um, but yeah, man. Like When I was putting the playlist together, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And it's like, they're all fucking amazing, yeah. bro. But um, How far back did you go? I forgot. I don't know exactly how far back I went. It's, it definitely didn't go like fucking cash money like back in the, like those days. Like Silk the Shocker and shit. Like I didn't go there. I got M's with ASAP Rocky, so that's like the, that's the second yeah, album. That's like 2015. Do you, now this might be a little too nah, niche, ahead, but I'm always willing to learn. A feature that really stood out to me that was overlooked because of where it was placed, but um, Currency and The Alchemist had a project. I believe it was in 2015. And there's obviously the history between Currency and Wayne. I think Currency right. was Young Money's first artist before they really took off and found like their lane. But there was a track called Fat Albert. And when I heard Fat Albert, now mind you, keep in mind the time. This is 2015. So at this point, Young Money is is its own imprint. Drake and Nicki are far beyond their right. own artists. Right. And Wayne is kind of all the way taking the back seat. We we can't really say because Wayne is a legend, he never gets to the point where no one's checking for him, but he was definitely he had popularity of his successors. But when I heard him on Fat Albert, I said, Oh, I see what this branch of his career is gonna be. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be him getting on these records, no matter if it's an under, underground artist, your favorite mainstream artist, but he's gonna get on and he's just gonna dismantle shit, like, oh, and that's shit. what he's been doing. So I recommend. No, I mean, yeah, just yeah. from a hip hop standpoint, you think the Alchemist and Wayne, and Wayne just 
That's crazy. Loses his mind. Nah, thank you for that, man. I'm definitely gonna check that out. I, I'm pretty sure I don't have that one on there. Um, yeah, but it's a whole bunch of Wayne features. But um, thank you for that recommendation. Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Um, but yeah, man, JID, uh, Forever Story. Uh, I think definitely we should say this. He got fucking Yasin Bey rapping, yes. aka Mos Def. We don't see him pop out no, very often, and when, when he does, it's a moment. Sip this, wish list, hit list, top ten, shit list, bitch list, trick list, playmate, playboy, flip side, same coin, big fun, but no joy, yuck, oh boy, hot girls, cold hearts, tax man like the Taliban and ISIS, no relation to class of old shivers, kissing cousins to the climate, gas prices, killer climate, yikes, sucker me, mugging who the nicest, I promise death notice what they like. And he yeah. flipped, and he flipped Yasin oh, Bey on surround sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it was a good flip. I, I appreciated it. Yeah, man. So this, I just, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this album, and I just, it just really, it really took me aback about like just him upping his, upping his skills. Yeah. Just upping the ante with like his artistry and his creativity. For sure. So mad respect to JID, uh, the Forever Story. That's one of my favorite albums of 2022. So. And JID, go back up to Funk Flex. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, good call. Good call. But. If you know, you know, J.I.D. smoked that shit. A lot of people have had that same gripe with Flex. Even the Griselda camp. Yeah. That, like, he doesn't give them the reaction that they're expecting. And so, J.I.D., in a very moment, admitted, like, yo, this is something that I always wanted to do. Because J.I.D. is, like, our age. He's yeah. well aware of the Flex impact, what Flex has done. So, when he went up there, I guess he said he didn't get the reaction he wanted. And he retired from, like, the radio freestyles in general. But please go back because more people have to know on a platform like that, this dude is different. Mm. He deserves that respect. Good fucking call, bro. Good fucking he call. He deserves that respect. That motherfucker is a goddamn beast. Yeah, he's a, he's a monster. Um, Yeah, man. So that was one of my favorite albums. Um, you want to hit me with one of yours? Yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to start somewhere, I mean, because we already talked. Obviously, so... Obviously, we know King's Disease 3 is there for me. We just had a whole... By the time this is out, that'll be out. You'll know how I felt about it. So, King's Disease 3 is on my top five list. Okay. Go check out that episode. <laughs> I'm going to start off with, with one that's going to throw you. Because I know you don't fuck with this. But I... And I didn't even expect to fuck with it the way that I did. But Davey's project with oh Dave, my God. David... <laughs> Was fucking to me. Wait, which one? Which project? It's the one that just came out, Book of David. I'll show you the. So. Oh, okay. I, I have a Davies project on a list. It's not on the album of the year list, but it's. Yeah. But it's not that one. It's so, um. It's another one. So this, and I don't even know if it's actually considered an album. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a project. It's a full length project, but we talk about like artists, kind of going back to their root or go. Davies, if you follow, if you <laughs> look at, if you follow his career, he started off with the production named Buddha and Grands, and he did. This was a drama to Gangsta Grills, and it's yo, it's Davies not really trying to appeal to the masses. It's just him go. He's just him rapping. It's him on a mixtape over Buddha and Grands. I fuck with it. You don't, sir. You know my gripe with him. I told you, but I, think, I, I, I don't know if you remember. Is it because he's half Dominican and doesn't represent oh like he should? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> nah, um, my gripe with him is I don't, I don't hear the evolution. I don't hear the evolution. Like, he sounds the exact same from when I first heard him back in, like, I don't know, 2015. I don't know. I'm making the number up. But to me, 
he sounded the exact same, and I'm very, I'm disappointed, bro. See, I don't think that. I think the reason why I kind of, because I, I think I've been following East since like 2014. I'm not sure when he came out, but since around 2014, and I think as time went on, and you know, people. Uh, he he grew a wider appeal. He experimented with a lot of different sounds, a lot of different styles. Which much respect to you, but it it wasn't really doing like mm-hmm. for one portion of his career, he was doing like a Nipsey thing. It wasn't really speaking to me. Um, yeah, him him and Nipsey were tight. He was doing a lot of a uh, trap mm-hmm. shit, like cool. But this is the East. I like the fact that East has kind of gone back to his roots. Uh, on this book of David Gangsta Grills tape Is it Boom Bap? Or is it not? It's like It's not Cause when you think Boom Bap You think of like The dusty style get, um, Griselda, Griselda shit, shit. It's It's not exactly that But it's him just Going crazy Like Okay I see what you're saying There's Dog There's uh So he's showing his rapping ability He's showing But the Bro I recommend So I mean While you look that up God um, body God body God is body? fucking ridiculous. That's the standard. Ridiculous. Standout. Yes, it's just him go like, no hook, going. Just rapping. Just rapping. DJ Drizzy. I'm New York City busy. She's that state like Philly. BBL helped out her ass. She still ain't got no titties. Celine hoodie if it's chilly. Nine coming silly. I text popcorn like chili. Bet the gangsters feel me. I'm not one of these artists you gon' hear about arguing. For the cap, throw the mall and spell my way in mallin'. Make sure the budget cover everything you take the market. Boston market, then it's Netflix in my new apartment. The check played, now the spot could overlook the Hudson. Stand from a rover, grants some pool to handle the production. Five years old, I heard my auntie and my mommy cussing. I'm a sorry. Right. So, that's up there for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's def- that definitely threw me for a loop. But yeah, I'm sticking with Dave East. It's just, do you remember when he like first really, really started to pop off with, with hip-hop? You know, he was doing his media run, talking about the basketball, and then when basketball mm-hmm. ended, he needed something to fall back on. It was yeah. rap. So, do you remember that time when he was doing that run? Yeah, it's just like ever since then, it's just I, I just don't see you the evolution felt like from there. There was a certain expectation, and he hasn't lived up to it, so to speak. Maybe you can say that, but honestly, I'm more focusing on the evolution. Like, mm-hmm. I want to hear you sound different i want to maybe maybe on this project he does sound different maybe he has different flows different pockets and i need to, and i need to check it out the one the the time where i stopped listening to him of course he does it but yeah to me i, I just got really tired of hearing him sound the same and it's, it's weird because like he's one of the only artists that that that's happened to me where like there was a certain bar set and the lack of evolution just yeah like it really hit me with him i was like so do you have any specific examples of what you or where you think a Davies should be at this point like how where he should be or like yeah because i mean when you break it down right he should, he should be because I'm, I'm i'm pointing to a griselda because that's kind of like they go hand and kind of go hand in hand but when i say griselda like conway and benny like their their names are um relevant in, in hip-hop culture so Davies, his name is not relevant but see the thing is um because as far as star power right he he's on you know he's on a big show with the wu-tang shit he's still, still on that show yeah he's still he's still book. recognized by his peers by the ogs i think when you talk about guys like dave east and Votto, 
these guys are guys who came up kind of in a in a time that it didn't exactly suit them. Because if Davies comes out after the Griselda rush, and that's the realm he goes into, he's on the same. But he he preceded like right that. that. Vado, yeah. like, and it's the same thing Vado with like a Vado, yeah. also a Harlem representative, who I I also love. But um, it's just it's a matter of their timing, and I think you know with Vado specifically, it's more so. I think maybe some questionable decisions as far as doing the Khaled thing and that's but with East I just feel like he's a victim of timing I think that uh, if you know you kind of know I don't I think he still has the star power um, because he has when you say star power you, you say that you, st- you still think he has a star power what does that mean because he he's still being placed in movies he's still in a major show like he's still he's still around he's still um, people still bring him up in conversations. It's and just music, rap conversations. Well, hip-hop? when we're talking about like the OGs, like they still bring uh, up okay, Davies. Okay. They still okay. now, yeah. As far as relevancy, because I yeah, because when I when I like I just said Conway and Benny, like when I go to Instagram, like I follow Elliot Wilson, like I see Conway and Benny a lot on El- on Elliot Wilson's page, right? I don't, I haven't but seen that's a because, post about Dave East. But the thing is too is that so. With the whole Griselda thing, this is where it's tough for an artist like Davies. Benny and Conway fall right into the hands of that Griselda boom bat niche. Of course. So that following is serious. That following is strong. So an an Elliot Wilson, a B-Dot, these media outlets have no choice but to recognize that leg of hip-hop and see guys like Benny and Conway as the dudes that have really shifted the culture in that regard. A guy like Davies, he hangs in the middle where he's not necessarily dusty drum enough for the underground circuit. And he's also not willing to do the funny shit for the mainstream appeal either. So he's Right. right in between there. And when you fall in between there, unfortunately, like you kind of... I think to to a lot of people you get lost you get in the lost sauce in the unless shuffle, you're paying yeah. attention, like yeah. And because Elliot Elliot Wilson his Instagram page his Instagram page literally that's how I keep up with hip hop. Yeah, what he does he posts stuff that's going on in, in the in hip hop culture. The he posts Cardi B doing the photo shoot. He posts Lotto going on a guest appearance on some shit. So that's what I'm saying. He posts what's relevant and what's up to date with hip hop. Yeah. I haven't seen him post a story or a post on Dave East in forever. And I see yeah. Benny. I see Benny most of the time. Not most of the time, but I see him a lot more than obviously Dave East. I see yeah. Conway. I see. West Side. I see again, like I just said, Lotto, Cardi B, Nicki, like I, all these people. I'm just seeing them around more. And I think, I yeah, no, and I think that's a valid point. I think East is just falling in the middle, and I mean, it could be a, uh, it could be like a conscious decision. Like he just doesn't want to do a lot of stuff, which to each his own. He's you know? probably make like what a project like this indicates to me, where like I said, it's him going back to his original producers in my opinion making good music and just kind of rapping i think he's reached a point where it's like listen um he's he's doing like fashion world shit he's doing tv the money's good over there when i come back to this music shit it's just to make for who wants to hear it like and i think that 
people reach that point with the music business once you get to you know i was just gonna say you know what i mean and so because i um i feel like lately this has been the talk of the internet about like hip-hop and rap has kind of become like a, a stepping stone yeah into like there's other offers that's the first step towards you know other business ventures and i'm not saying that davies de- i'm not saying that he went into hip-hop with that intention i'm not saying that at all but I'm saying, like, he took advantage of it, which is great for him yeah. and his family, obviously. But I feel like the kids that are coming up today, they're coming up with the intention of leaving after they blow up. You feel me? Yeah. And, like, so they make they hip-hop. make what appeals. And that's why it goes back. It lends itself to the last conversation as far as, you know, getting bored of the shit. Because there's so mm, much of that out there. Yeah. There's so much of the dudes who are just like... I'm going to do what he does. I know that's going to get me to a certain point. And once I get in the door, this is what I'm going to do. So, yeah. And I mean, that's why, you know, you have to appreciate guys like, you know, specifically the West Side Gun who made a conscious decision. This is what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to be done. And it's because I fuck with the culture. And and listen, that's a guy who's fully uh, embraced the fashion world, too. He's becoming one of those guys. But he he also loves the hip hop culture, and that's why you know I'm never gonna knock those guys. You do other things aside from the music, but you love the music. Even when we talk about a Khaled, Khaled's a dude who loves the culture. He's gonna do a, a million other things, make a billion other dollars elsewhere, but he still loves the culture. The issue right. here is that it's dudes who just see hip hop as a come up, and that's it. So they're just gonna right. do the same old shit. It's gonna get them recognized, and then they'll go elsewhere. Most of them the the ironic part is they end up falling on their faces anyway because they don't have any business sense. So they think, yeah. I'm going to do this. And then once they get you know a little notoriety, they don't know what to do with it. And then you're like, oh, what happened to that dude? Hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, and with TikTok especially nowadays. TikTok, yeah, you can blow the fuck up with yeah. TikTok and then whatever. Uh, what was the name of the project again? Book of David. Book of David Davies DJ Drama Project, yeah. right? yeah really enjoy listen it. man i gotta i'm i gotta check it out you say it's one of your favorites so yeah definitely i definitely to you know i definitely listen to what you say appreciate it man I de- i'll check i'll check it out i'll definitely check it out and i'll give it a chance all right cool so another one of my uh favorite projects of 2022 we mm-hmm. are talking about yep it's almost dry push a t i mean a whole fucking pot yeah. on this one yeah so we did a entire episode dissecting this album so i mean I don't really have a lot to say about it. Pusha, I remember when we talked about it, you give a great analogy. Maybe he, maybe he even said it. But he's a Martin Scorsese of coke rap. Yeah, it was his. Oh, it was his him? Yeah, it was him. And then. Yeah, man. Like he, just, he knows how, he knows how to do it, and he does it at a fucking expertise level. Um, and he makes like it's not just about the coke rap. It's about quality of music also. This this music. album, you know, like to your point. You just should kind of do your Time Flies homework and check the episode out. But even after this, that's my favorite album of the year. That stood the test of time. That is the best album of 2022 to me. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. In my opinion. Um, I mean, again, moments off this album. He has a a verse from fucking Jay on Neck and Wrist, produced by Pharrell. Um, and if you're living under the rock, this album was produced half by Pharrell and half by Ye. Yeah. Uh, this was, a, yeah, this is pretty much before Ye went on his crazy rant. 
And the lead single on this album was yeah, Diet Coke, Diet which Coke. is fucking such a yeah. banger, bro. I mean, everything, everything. Call my bluff, hear me clearly. You get everything you want out of a Pusher project here. Yeah, I remember we talked about Scrape It Off with Donnie, yeah. Don Tolliver, and then uh, Uzi Vert. I love, I like that song, and that movie, that song was getting gripe in the internet during that time because it was kind of like, you know, left field and all that. But no. I liked it. Nope. So not, this, so this is your album of the year. Yeah, like hey, not, a, th- not really a. I mean, obviously we have our critiques, even, but. Yeah. Nah, this is yeah. That's my favorite hip hop album. Nice, man. Nice. For sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say. Go check out that episode. Um, really insightful. We dissect the album, like I said, and really, we really get into the shits. Next up, how ironic it is, the Rome Streets album. Hey, kiss the ring, ring bitch. I gotta go with that. I mean, and you know, to to your to your boy. D's credit here I think he he knows how much I love and respect the Griselda movement and just you know quote unquote real hip hop music so he and while I was I actually purchased the album no 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 like the night it came out I purchased it but I didn't listen to it because full transparency I fell into a place where I, I thought like you know this the Griselda shit has led to a lot of other, you know, replicas. It's the I don't want to I don't necessarily want to call it all low quality, but it's the same content. It kind of gets boring after a while. And no, we, that's a, that's a, that's and a fair when, point. You know, and when point. you come like the era that we come from, it was like like the early two thousands. It was street music. You just you get tired of that shit after a certain point. So you yeah. don't so. I say all that to say, this album, when I finally sat down after getting over myself, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, from from the visuals of, you know, Kiss the Ring, like the, the video, it was... It was fire. It was original. It, was, it had West Side Gun written all over it because he's a creative motherfucker. And Rome Streets can very much rap it was just gritty shit that if you're in the gym or you just are in the mood to hear the shit well you it, said you said that West Side Gun has his like fingerprints all over this like all over he's, he's part of he's part of the Griselda yep like Griselda they this grew is, within the last couple of years yeah, this, he added a lot of people well not a lot but they added like a good amount of people it's the whole production camp from Griselda it's it's yeah. uh, you know conductor who's conductor we oh have a problem God. He, everything from conductor that I hear is just absolutely ridiculous. Um Yeah, so I mean, do you have like a standout, one of the standouts that you wanna highlight? You know, I it's it's tough. I mean non factor with West Side Gun is definitely big step of the intro like I'm rolling nothing less than six the trap is goals the Rolex the wrist make sure mommy never want for nothing stack up and no way you exit it yeah got niggas rap but this the better shit gang sick this the medicine fashion rebel on my letter chrome hearts on my sweater my work better you can never fuck with me ever I've been a big stepper make a play put the shit together before music made a way I had a pistol on my dresser nigga chrome hearts on my sweater yeah, Westside doesn't get his fucking flowers as far he as a will, rapper, though. bro. No, as far as a rapper, yeah, no, because there's a lot of other... You know what the thing is? 
is people I don't think are able to get past his voice. I think that, that no, I really think that that's the, yeah, I think that's the major thing with him. Um, but no, Westside could really rap, and I don't think he gives a fuck whether people like as long as you respect him as a as a creative. Oh no, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like that's it. But I mean, but yeah, he could rap. The, just... the and I I really do resent using this term, but the brilliance of Westside Gun will be appreciated more in time and can be its own podcast even at this point where we're talking about seven years into his career as we as we kind of know it um but no i mean and it seems like anything that west side gun has his hand in yeah it's quality it's gold dust (laughs) he's taking you know artists that you know even (laughs) even if he fucking you know (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to say he, that, that's why. <laughs> this shit, and I mean, Rome Streets has been around for a long time, if you don't around, know. Yeah, like, he's, he's been, been in the blogs for a long time. Yeah. And, but Westside sees something in these dudes. He has an ear for their sound and what production would suit them best. And he really does EP these projects. Whether it's, whether it's Rome Streets, Armani Caesar, um... Of course, the early work of you know ben, Benny and Conway have kind of branched into their yeah. own thing now. But when you talk, who do you think is responsible for the Tana Talk Three? Like aside from Benny himself, right. and like like Wes was the one who said, "Now nah, we're gonna put you in in the studio with just Alchemist, just Derringer, and you're just gonna do what you do." And that's Tana Talk Three is a modern day classic, in my opinion. I'm, I'm I mean, not mad at you for that. Take. Um, but this this album was ridiculous. I thought like the and I didn't get any of the merch, but the merch was tough. The visuals are tough. He's rapping. It's gritty street shit. If that's what you're in the mood for, this is where you go. And honestly, it took some push from your boy D here, the the wonderful host, because appreciate the shout out. I had I had kind of fallen out with this shit, but he was like, Nah, you gotta. You gotta hear this one. You see, you, you were talking about the merch. I believe he dropped the merch with that clothing line, Awake. Aware. Awake. Awake. Awake, yeah. Yo, shout out fucking Angelo Bach. I think that's how you say your last name. From Queens. Queens get the money. Shout mm-hmm. out to you, bro. Queens your is doing is... a lot of things low-key in the street, in the Facts. streetwear fashion world. Like, I love that. I love that fucking, his, his clothing company. Yeah. That clothing line is just... Yeah. But it's, it's a little pricey, so... Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's a little pricey. Um... No, nah, so um, full disclosure, actually, this is one of my albums that I have yeah. as well. Um, the same thing is piggybacking off you. Is like I'm, I, anything is boom bap. Anything that reminds me of like the to me, I think to us, the golden age of hip hop was yeah. the '90s. Like anything that reminds me or get or lets me get that feeling again. Like I'm always gonna check out, and if I like it, I'm going to ride with you, bro. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I've known about Rome Streets, but like. It wasn't be, interesting enough. Let's be honest. It wasn't think, interesting yeah. enough up to this point. I think. I think. And yeah. I think that's, that's what. That's what West Side Gun does. Literally. That's literally what he I makes said. it interesting. Yeah. He makes it. He makes underground street shit. He you know spruces he it up so it sounds. It, yeah. it, it's not boring, and it's interesting again. Like so that. Um, and West Side when he does interviews like he he talks his shit like yeah. he's like because he knows like, yeah he knows and he's just like yo like. Who was doing this shit before me? You know, shit like that. And but you know, he knows that it's gonna it age up. well. Some dudes just have that foresight. Like when you when you talk about 
how Kanye was speaking from the future's perspective on certain interviews way back, you know, the 2013 Breakfast Club interview and these dudes, they just, and, and I don't care how anyone feels, I West Side Gun is in the same ilk as far as creativity as these guys, and I do believe that that'll age, that'll age gracefully, so, um, love it, I mean, and next up, we're, I think everyone who's familiar with that realm of hip-hop, we're all waiting on the Stove God Cooks project yeah. with West Side, so, Hopefully we get that at some point Sooner in 2023, and on our recap for this year, we'll be talking about that. I'm sure. So. Ooh, talking about the future. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. But um, the next album is, I think it's another safe. I don't want to say safe choice, but it's another one that's, uh, I guess, obvious. Um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers also did a podcast on this one my boy we also did an episode on this album specifically dissecting the album track by track go check that out the interesting thing about this album I, 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 have, I haven't really gone back to it that's why it's not on my album of the year I feel list. you I'm not mad at you for that yeah but what I will say is that when the album dropped yeah the quality of the music Kendrick is always going to be dropping something that mm-hmm. needs to be paid attention to, so that's why it's on my. And and I I like the album. No, it's a it. it's I, a good album. album yeah. It was impactful. Kendrick's doing what he does. It, it was, it had a lot of weight. It was a dense album. Super dense. It's a therapy session, dog. Legit yeah, therapy session for sure. Um, my favorite track of the album, no question, is we cried we cry together with Taylor Page. The Produced by Alchemist. Alchemist. Alchemist, the fucking guy. Yeah, Never bro. stop producing, please. We love yeah, you. Nah. Um, yeah, man. I, that track is super intense. It's literally an argument, and I don't care yeah. what you say. It gives me Eminem stand vibes, but whatever. <laughs> just <laughs> just yeah. from the standpoint of like literally, like it's like they're talking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The playwright of it almost. Thank like, you it's very like, much. Yeah. And um and yeah, yeah, they made they shot a video for it, and it was like it was kind of like a mini movie. Um, no, it's dope. The beat, like you said, is from Alchemist. It's, it's boom bap. And I just fucking... I love the artistry within that song itself. They're talking about black love. They're talking about relationships. They're talking about adulthood. They're talking about, like, just insecurities that you have to deal with with your other partner. Like, shit that you have to deal with on a daily basis. But the way he puts it together on this song is beautiful, yeah. bro. And, like, it's weird because, like, th- that's the song that I... When I after I heard it a couple times, that's the song that I had on loop. Yeah, cause the beat and the, I just loved it, but it's like when you take a step back, it's a really intense song. So no, it's super fucking intense. That's <laughs> that's like I mean, yeah, for me just to kind of go back to it, but I mean, Father Time, hearing Sampha again, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. was Fire. really dope. Beautiful um, voice, of course. But yeah, Savior was definitely the nice. interlude or no, 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 no. I mean, the interlude, Baby Keem went for it. Just you want to do you remember what the statement you said on the episode? That he, well, there was a couple of wild statements I made. Well, the Baby Keem statement he made. That he made, he, he did the best rapping on the entire album. Yeah. yeah. You want to say that again for the listeners? Yeah, Baby Keem did the best <laughs> rapping on this album on that intro. No shame. Looking straight into the and, camera. And um, my oh, other take from God. this, and mind you, I I love Kendrick, but Kodak Black oh, yeah. out-rapped Kendrick Lamar on Silent Hill. I forgot about that take. Um, That's spicy, bro. But Savior... W- was my favorite track because I mean in the same vein as like hearing Sampha I don't get the chance to hear Sam do too much mm-hmm. but he was I think of um 
Wale, when I think of Sam Du, they had a project on the uh, a record on the Gifted album that his voice is just like this. It's there's something vintage about it. It's just dope. So that would definitely be my standout track here. And like, of course, it's a good um, good album. I just didn't find myself going back to it. Yeah. So I left it off of my list. But definitely the utmost respect. I'm sure that at some point I'll revisit it and. I'll find more things about it that I like, but yeah. I probably haven't listened to it again since maybe the second listen. So. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, that's got that's a lot. I hear that a lot too. The consensus people on the internet and yeah. some of my other friends, they said that they don't they don't go to it, and I understand why. But um, how do you feel about Kendrick winning the Grammy? Shit, I'm always I love that deserved. That dude, like all things aside, like Kendrick, he's one of those marquee artists of our generation that we got to watch from the come up up and we've enjoyed and he's made you know the soundtrack to our 20s like in a lot of in a lot of ways along with the drakes and the coles and the wale's in my opinion so seeing him win a grammy love that shit man it's it's just interesting thinking about kendrick's career moving forward he's not going to be dropping new uh, he's not going to be dropping albums as much anymore well he wasn't really dropped this is his first since 2017 so there's a five-year gap here so yeah well well, well, that's what i mean i feel like he's gonna like repeat this cycle yeah we're not gonna see him for a while as far as album wise um and i think it's pretty safe to say that he's gonna be talking he's gonna be talking about continually what he's been talking about here here real shit family family stuff you know the the black uh the black history all that stuff that's his life now it's different yeah yeah, but yeah, man. Um, Respect. One of my favorite albums of the of the year. When I heard it, it was definitely a moment we haven't heard Kendrick for a while. And then, yo, I just can't get over it. we cry together, bro. That shit made such an impact on me. Yeah, it's just again, it's just like they go back and forth, and it's a conversation, but it's a song, and you're in the middle of it, and the beat yeah. is. And again, Alchemist. If you're a fan of Alchemist, like everything, it just comes together so fucking. It's cohesive and it's just like yeah. a, a perfect it's marriage. It's magic. The insecurities you got won't mind fuck me. Womanizer got no affection from your mama. I see. Don't speak on my mama. The fuck is your problem? That bitch don't like me anyway. Bitch, she gave you the Honda. And use that shit to throw it in my face. Yeah, Find it funny. You just can't apologize. Bitch, Egotistic, narcissistic, love your own lives. Bro. See you the reason why it's wrong when it's fucked up. Why they say it's a man's world. See you the reason for trust. You the reason we overlooked, underpaid, underbooked, understamed. If you look, I don't speak, then I'm caught on my name. I'm flawed, I'm paid, never yours, I remain. You the reason bitches start fucking with bitches when they change. You the reason bitches start calling y'all bitches cause y'all useless. You the reason Harvey Weinstein had to see his conclusion. You the reason R. Kelly can't recognize that he's abusive. Man, shut the fuck up, we all know you still playing this music. Said I'm tired of these For sure. So Kendrick, fucking salute, Grammy. We're proud of you. We love you. <laughs> What's next for me? So so far we had the by default King's Disease, the Book of David, the Rome Streets. We did my Pusha T. I got another hot one. <laughs> the uh, Montega album, French Montana and Harry Fraud. Mm. So, in my personal opinion. Another dude who I think it gets overlooked how much he 
respects hip hop because he's done a lot outside of like the realm of New York hip hop being a guy from the Bronx. He he was popularized in the South. So a lot of his sound and even to some like the slur in his speech was like a southern draw almost. Like so he got overlooked a lot, but when you think of so when you think of fucking this guy this guy Harry Fraud and French that's a combination that I'll always listen to. And I think at the time that French was coming up with the the wave, literally and figuratively to speak, um, with Max B, oh, at that point in time, we're talking like wave uh, like maybe 08, 09. I will admit that that was one of those points in life where I wasn't paying attention to a lot of the hip-hop that was coming out at that point. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It just... It was off the back of the snap era and it was kind of like the Cole, Kendrick and Drake phase of hip hop that got me back paying attention to right, right. the modern shit. So I didn't necessarily miss the French and Max shit. I was always paying attention cuz I was watching the blogs, I saw the the World Star videos, I saw all that shit, the Cocaine City DVDs. Um but I wasn't engaged until I heard Playing in the Wind, which just so happens to be French Montana and Harry Fraud connection. And from that moment on, I said, oh, no, this is something here. And then every time, in my opinion, I heard them together, it was like ridiculous. So when I got this album and it's all Harry Fraud in French, I already knew it was coming. And I like I like Harry Fraud. But, dude, in all honesty, I did not listen to this album because French is... Everything you're saying is just like he gets overlooked. I don't want. Maybe it's maybe it's fair to say that he has this stigma where it's like he's French Montana, so you know he's gonna come out with a hit every couple of years. I guess he's gonna come out with a banger, yeah. right? But then, like when you think about his albums, people don't talk about his albums. They don't talk about his bodies of work. They highlight the singles, which are fucking smashes. Because you know that's what's holding me back. You know. But I feel like it goes back it, to the Khaled thing that we spoke about on the last episode where what French does on a lot of his albums is he tries to appeal to different markets all in the same album so you're never mm. really gonna love his album mm. You, some people will hate it but if you're just objectively listening you probably won't love or hate his albums but on f- the fraud projects, it's a very concentrated effort towards his core audience. So he's kind of rapping, doing his thing with some melody. And mm-hmm. fraud is providing that production backdrop, like that vintage style. You know, the sped up samples. Just it. He no, he he it, knows, he can it make makes music. magic. And yeah, when, yeah. when them two come together, and it's that concentrated effort, he's speaking to a particular audience, Damn. and that's why this project works. And if if he had stayed, I guess, stayed the course and who's to dictate anyone else's artistry, but had he stayed the course and done like, you know, the Harry Fraud and French connection for the beginning of his career, more people would be talking about his actual albums, but he went a different route. I do feel like this album is worth a listen if that's your gripe. No, I mean, again, I definitely, I whatever you say, I definitely listen to. So, and I like Harry Fraud. It's just I, 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 I have to get over that fucking French Montana stigma that I have for myself. Whatever. 
So yeah, I mean, when the album dropped, I literally added it to my library, but I never got around to listening yeah. to it because I just couldn't. But again, I got homework to do. I got Dave East, I got Frenchie. You know to do when you hear that? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yo, I can't. Yo, this shit. See, but that kind of goes into what I'm saying. French, he has this thing where he's like still part. He's not. He's not in the conscious mind. But if you think about it, he's always within the culture, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, that whole hand thing, like, people say that. Like, people actively say that. No, yeah, he's still, like, French is one of these guys. Sense. No, absolutely. Like, he has he has those bookmarks kind of in the culture, whether it's the hand. But he also makes an effort to collaborate with the younger artists on the come up, whether it's just yeah. a New York-based artist or from whatever market. So... He keeps himself in the conversation in that regard, but I do, I do feel like within the past couple of years, uh, his popularity on a mainstream level may have declined. But yeah. who who maintain? I mean, the dude has been doing it. I mean, you figure on on a big level since. Excuse my French. Yeah, like the shot caller even, which proceeds. Excuse my French. So he's been doing it for a long time. He had a run. And that's what happens, you know. And these guys aren't. When was that? Shot caller, excuse my French time. It's like. Well, excuse my French is, I believe, 2013. Yeah, I was going to say like. Shot caller was like 2011. Mm. So shot caller was right after Max B gets locked up and he kind of finds his own own thing at that point. But then another one of his hits. What's that fucking the summertime shot? uh, Summertime song that he had with uh, Sway Lee? I forgot what it was called. Unforgettable. Unfor- dog, that shit was up. Yeah, and that banger, see, dog. that took him to another place. That like was that, a there banger, was the fame dog. he had before that, but that record took him like global. You know what's crazy is that that was the same summer. The same summer, Bodak Yellow came out with Cardi. Yeah. That yo, what the fuck? Those two songs in the same summer? That's fucking crazy. Dog. Yeah. And but, that um, is summer. Is this? I don't know. Summer seventeen. Oh summer sixteen. 15 to like 18 something like that see in my mind i decipher everything was i a parent yet i know in 15 <laughs> i wasn't a parent yet so it wasn't 15 and i know oh it was a parent around, so it was either 16 or 17 but yeah man wait but uh <laughs> do you know what to do when you hear that <laughs> all right i got some homework to do my boy mike is telling me davies my boy my boy mike is telling me frenchie see fraud so i'm listening the to davies I, you, I don't foresee you truly enjoying, but I do believe that the French project you'd enjoy. Okay. I'll take your word for it, bro. I'm yeah. listening to it. So, moving on to another one of my favorite albums of 2022. Okay. Mr. Boop, Yeah. Hey, yo. Um, kind of, kind of, we talked about West Side a little bit like earlier yeah. like a couple minutes ago it's um will it, hitler wears hermes 10 this is the yeah. this is supposed to be the final installment of the willer hitler wears hermes series um yeah. which is if you if you've been following for a while it's a yeah. minute where it's when it first started like 2012 it was 10 li- years so thank it was, you. he did one every i was gonna say 2010 but thank you for yeah. fact checking me mm-hmm. um and again just another prime example of curating a really quality fucking body of work hip-hop album a super hip-hop boom bap album you know i gotta get the track list though well you know 
where my eyes go. And by the way, oh, this shit is hard to read. This, be, this being called Hitler vs. Hermes, and it dropped right around the same time yeah. when Kanye was like going on his shit, which is why he just so he just take yeah. yeah. But um, but the real ones no no BDP. Which one? BDP with Rome Streets and Stove God Cooks. I mean, of Ret- course. Ridiculous. Once again, the visuals. Like, when Westside does it, he does the whole thing. He does the videos. He does the production piece. I mean, the in- it's pro- the intro is produced by Rizzo. By Rizzo. We got Al- 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 Alchemist. We got Conductor. We have a problem. Yeah, man. He he has a name for his, like, base of... um. The conductors and the daily, I think they're the called danger. the Heartbreakers or something. Like he calls them something. He has that a name sounds, for that collective. Yeah, that sounds like familiar. But the conductor Williams is a fucking beast. I'm hyped whenever I see his name on a production credit. Damn, I wish uh, I wish I could read it better. But I know I know the fucking last track, Red Death. I know yeah. that shit's like a ten minute track and it has yeah. all of Griselda. We talking Boldy. We talking Rome. We talking Benny. You got Conway. Armani does her thing. You got Stove God. Rome Fortune. Boldy. Westside, of course, raps on his own track. But yeah, it's just a fucking like a 10 minute track of just Griselda going stupid. Yeah, yeah and, and literally, I have the track list right now and the, and the length of the time. So yeah, 10, 10 minutes and 23 yeah. seconds, bro. He did this on his last album too. It wasn't with the that like A-list Griselda camp. It was with other rappers. But yeah, he's, he's making that like bringing the posse cut back with, you know, 10 minute tracks and they're all rapping. I remember, I remember, uh, talking to you well we were texting about this album maybe a couple months ago and i i uh i brought up science class with busta yeah, let's talk about it ghostface stove god and raekwon what okay what was your what, okay yeah what was so your take on it? it um when i see those names produced by swiss beats i'm expecting something it not a bad record mm-hmm. like and i think ghostface especially sounds like he just blends into that record effortlessly it just wasn't what i i was necessarily looking for i was looking for something with a little more of an edge where i respect the the irony in it because i think that speaks to west side's gun creative process as well where he probably knows what people are expecting when you see those names on it and instead he took the most obscure swiss beats production and put these these guys over it i mean i'm not mad at it but it's uh just not really what you were expecting I feel you. And I low key, I'm not a fan of when Buster Rhymes like he gets on the Griselda tracks and he starts talking coke talk. It does something. So we were weird. talking about this offline. I'm pretty sure it was offline. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me how you were kind of diving back into Buster's discography yeah. and you were going into early Buster. Yeah. And everything remains raw. There you go. And then me and you, we kind of have the same thing about him, where it's just something about him just kind of just doesn't really attract us. Like it doesn't. Yeah. We don't gravitate towards it. And yeah, I'm with you, man. Like Busta, on, I like the track. I love the track. Ray, Ghost, and Stove God, like they do the thing. Everybody sounds great. Yeah, for sure. Busta sounds good. Busta he sounds does. good on this track. But I just, yeah, it just it doesn't, doesn't connect. It doesn't connect. It doesn't feel cohesive. It just doesn't feel right. Um, and How again, about- it's just not saying that the track track is bad. No. The track is good. It's just I'm with you, man. Well, I'm not. I'm not 100 with you because I don't. I know you said it grew uh, offline. You said it kind of grew. Yeah, on. yeah, it grew on me. Um, pause. But How much? <laughs> Um, no, 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 yeah, the, the track grew on me, but the one thing I have about the track is Buster. Yeah. But uh, I also want to talk about fucking track number 10, Switches on Everything, featuring Run the Jewels. I still got Gooks. Yeah. But, but West Side goes hand in hand what we've been talking about West Side. West Side has this ability to 
curate an album get these get these artists together that yeah. you wouldn't expect to sound to blend seamlessly into this album into his type of music on um i'm not sure which album it was maybe pray for paris he got tyler the creator on yeah. it yeah he, he was talking his stuff his, his stuff but he was still on a griselda track and guess what it sounded to me it yeah. sounded good it sounded no. great so this is what I'm saying. He's able to go outside the norm, get run the jewels. What? Yeah. On a fucking Griselda track. Yeah, no, for sure. And he and they sounded good. How about the Black Star reunion? My man, you're not re- everyone could do that. No, Who, everyone not everyone. Do that, bro. People haven't even heard the Black Star album in its entirety that just came out because it's exclusively released somewhere. I haven't heard it, but no, I, I heard this either. shit and this shit was fire. I saw the video. The visuals fire. It's right there in the heart of Flatbush. Fire. Oh, I didn't see the video. Yeah, man. You, you didn't want to send it to me via uh-huh. text? Eventually. <laughs> oh, just a little little side note. Fucking second track, Flag God Jr. featuring DJ Drama. I want to give flowers to DJ Drama because he's having a fucking year, I mean, bro. He had a year. I mean, It started back with the uh, Tyler project. Tyler, the creator. And then it kind of took off from there. But I mean, yeah, this is... A resurgence of DJ Drama and the Gangster Girls brand. Like, I mean, obviously we we saw what the Gangster Girls brand did in like yeah, our high school up, years, yeah. and then you know with the Wayne and Cheesy, most notably. Um, but shit, man. And on before we get off the West Side album, I I hope Baldy's doing. I know. Did you hear about Baldy? He was in a bad oh, car accident. Yeah, he had yeah, to get yeah. like surgery. His vertebrae was—he was in bad shape. Oh, shit. He survived it, but he was not in good shape coming out of it. And that was recently—I haven't oh, heard shit. much of it. And that's the reason why um, Gun had to cancel a tour that recently happened. It was actually, I believe, for that album. But Boldy was, you know, one of the headliners on it. And because of that, Gun said, "We can't do it without Boldy." Ah, damn, man. Yeah. Well, Boldy, you're in our prayers. You're in our thoughts, bro. Hopefully you get a full recovery. I know he had a car accident, but I didn't know about the it's whole, bad. like, bad, really mm-hmm. bad. Ah, damn. Sorry, man. Uh, hopefully you make a full recovery, like I just said. For we sure. Need, we need your voice in hip-hop. I'm always going to listen to a West Side Project. Whether he's too, EPing bro. it or it's his own, like, he just always manages to put out something quality. Yeah. Like, if, if, that, if you're into that, and maybe even if you're not necessarily into that, like I said, he makes it interesting enough and he it's just it's always a quality project in my mind. He curates art. Art art. <laughs> Do you have any any other albums that you wanna So I guess talk the about? last one that comes to mind is actually um Oh I should have Loren. I oh wow, that's definitely Mayhem. I definitely wanna hear what you gotta say. He, I should have prefaced with this. My bad. I, yeah, yeah, I should have sure. prefaced with this. I, I have like fucking in my album of the year contending list. Yeah. I have like eight fucking albums. Um, and I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have like an album that I'm gonna choose. Like this is the one I think. But um, yeah, I have a lot of albums. Sorry. Yeah. No. So. I mean, me too. I mean, even if we're talking about like the Freddie Gibbs project, I wasn't. I know we've had conversations about action and everything. His album Disappointment to me I'm sorry No it grew on me It honestly it did But if I have to think Off the top of my head Black Vladimir um, Mayhem Loren And Derringer Fire I think And to break it down Even further And I don't know If you want to delve into uh, Off the top of your head It's hard But your favorite song Or your favorite Hip hop song Of 2022 Mine was on that album What was it? It's a record called Broken Rubber Bands With 
obviously it's just Mayhem Loren and Darringer produced it. He produced the whole album. Hot blocks, corrupt cops, traffic at drug spots. Still up in the midst of this shit. My niggas love knots, queens, hustlers. Get bread, connects, trust us. Chrome busters that move yay to D's, lust us. Bad bitches and drug dealers, most of my network. Fuck around, lose your net worth over some wet work. Patron season, off top, my stones blinging. I rock only high quality with no apology. Beef and broccolis, 40 belows. In the 745, 740 for O's. 730 riding dirty right in front of our shows. Never ever bought a Lucy Gucci's cover my toes. We ain't the mother. For me, it just does exactly what it needs to do. It's a classic, like almost specific to Queen's hip hop piano sample rift. It's simple and it does the trick, and I can listen to the fucking song all day. Mm. I, I loved it I really did so that, that's your favorite track that's literally my favorite rap song of 2022 even that's though Pusha T had my favorite album Broken Rubber Bands by Mayhem Loren was my favorite rap song of 2022 damn that's crazy yo big up and to Mayhem and shout out Loren, to Mayhem man. Loren yeah. because even when like even with the whole mer- I bought merch for that album it was I just had an inkling that you know if I asked about merch or something he may respond because he's one of those dudes and he did you dm'd him yo he was very com shout out to mayhem loren he's very conversational even with someone like me who he owes nothing to but he let me know when the album was coming oh, awesome, me, like yo. he was anything i posted of his he respond like so i really and even benny too benny the same like these dude like I, if i post something on my story mm-hmm. or i just go for it like if i see a snippet because i can't even help myself I don't necessarily even expect a response, but if I right. hear a snippet on like a Mayhem uh, story yeah. or a Benny story, and I just, out of pure fandom, I'm like, what the fuck? When is this happening? Yeah, yeah. Mayhem responded to me. You know, Benny just the other day responded. Like, so that's, that's dope. That's dope that these dudes, that's dope that I, that's you know. So cool. And like I said, like, I'm not one of these people. First of all, I think one of the main and only reasons <laughs> that I'm still on Instagram is really because I'm following these artists and I want to know when the music's coming. Yeah. So I have these moments where I'm just going through stories and I hear something I like. And like I said, not even in- intending for a response. I'm definitely not one of those people. But that kid who loves hip hop is still there with me. So I. I'm like, yo, what is this? And these dudes ha- actually take the time, you know, to that's respond. So awesome, and that yeah. that's really dope to me. I don't know, man. And Mayhem, you know, whether it was the merch stuff or the album question, he just actually, he's dropping a Mayhem uh, and Mad Lib project, I believe he said in March. Because I had to ask, because it was another instance uh, of a snippet that he was blaring while he's playing, uh, while he's driving in Miami. And I had to hit him with the what the fuck. <laughs> and sure enough, he he stated that that shit is coming in, in March. So shout out to Mayhem. Keep doing Facts. your thing. But did it, did it, sorry, no, sorry to interrupt. But didn't sure. Big Body fucking drop something too this year? Or he's he a, was supposed to. He was supposed to, to right? drop the body language, but it didn't happen. we haven't gotten it yet. So that whole, that core, Mayhem, Big Body, and fucking Action. Yeah. It's fucking comical. Yeah, yeah, action. We've had that. conversations offline. Yo, action, man. Action is one of my hip hop songs of the year, even on that album. What song but, was it? A uh, song called Turkish with Mayhem. It's just dope uh, shit. listen, we're gonna have an action moment right now because we talked about this offline. Mm-hmm. We we're gonna do an episode about it, but 
we're here, so whatever. Yo, action, bro. If you come across this somehow, some way, I get it. You are a man of many ta- talents, a man of many interests, and I, I love watching you explore your interests with food and wine and all great that taste. stuff. Great taste. Yes, great taste in clothing, and I'm very happy for you with like the whole exercising, losing weight, getting healthy. Like, proud of you, man. Keep going. But coming from just me, this is just my personal opinion. I want you to make another body of work a music album but really fucking try bro Mm -hmm. like i get your i get your your i don't want to say niche but i get your what you go for and i know rap isn't like that at the front of your mind right now but like going back to your mixtape days when you were rapping and trying like those Blue chips, Blue rare chips. chandeliers. What you say? Rare chandeliers. The rare, alchemist yes, tape. Exactly. Yes. Like those. The I, I was listening to them when I was like training for basketball and shit, and like I just, I just loved it, yo. Classic like, shit. These last albums are like, I you know, like I keep saying, like it's, it feels like you're not trying, bro. And it's just, it's just a little sad because I know that you, I know the kind of potential that you have, and if I, I just feel like if you make a concerned effort into putting a really good body of work together, I feel like you can make a lot of noise in hip-hop. So I definitely, I mean, I've I've sensed the same thing in moments. What I've come to notice is that there's an expectation that fans like us have of Action Bronson when we kind of fell in love with his shit around that era of Rare Chandeliers and yeah. Blue Chips. We want that back. I feel like Action is one of these guys where... um. It bores him to kind of go back into you know the same the same avenues. Yeah. But and I feel like even what you notice with like these last couple of albums, he likes experimenting with different sounds and different samples. And the lyrics and rapping are almost secondary. He has his moments oh, like if he's yeah. on a track with you know uh, a mayhem or hologram dudes, I guess that he came up with. You, he shows he flexed the rap muscle but or rock marciano who seems oh, to bring yeah. the best out of of action every time Definitely. they collab um but i think his focus is on making more eclectic and interesting music which it's experimental um which i mean would, would we think, expect anything is, i'm not i'm not mad at it but the thing is is that he's had a couple of projects of doing it now and I don't know if this is like a bad thing to say, but like I just I just want to hear him go back to like just I just want to hear him in that in that way again. You know. I think you should listen to the Coco Trio album again, man. I think because I had that same feeling when I first heard it. Yeah. But I don't know, you man. Just kept listening to it. I I kept in. listening to it, and then certain records like there was a record with Rock Marciano that originally stuck out to me. Then it was the the Mayhem record with Turkish. And then it starts all coming together like, oh, this is kind of dope. But you ha- there, there is that that entry point, that barrier that you kind of have to break first. I don't think that album is bad. I don't think that album is whack. Yeah. It's just... It's not what you want out of and it. It's, and, it, and it's not even that I can... It's not even like I can say that it was unexpected. Because I... Like I said, the last couple of albums have been, like you said, eclectic, experimental. So like, I kind of knew that he was going to do that again in this album and not take... Not not to say that he wasn't taking it serious, but he wasn't like 
you know, like giving it wasn't it its at full hip hop. Yeah, it was giving it its full hip hop. You know. Yeah. So it's not a bad album. It's just I guess it's I guess it just wasn't what I was hoping for. Yeah, understandably so. And um, yeah, man. So that's my little Action Bronson five minute rant, whatever. No, but, absolutely. Um, shout out to the fucking love Action Bronson. No, yeah, man. we definitely love Action Bronson. He's one of the most funniest people. So charismatic. It's fucking hilarious. And when he raps, he fucking. When he, raps, when he man. raps, man, he raps. That's what I'm saying. He has the fucking. He, it's, it's in there. Yeah. But um, shout out to Mayhem, but big body action. For um, sure. Yeah, man, great fucking call with this album. Again, I got another one to to do homework with. Uh, Davies, yeah. Mayhem, and uh, Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> French. The Black Vladimir album with Mayhem is really dope, man. And I, well, I around when did it come out? Summer or? Yeah. Yeah, um, July, August. Mm. Okay. Fire, broken rubber bands, rap song of 2022. In my humble. That's opinion. crazy how you have a very specific song. It's just that's props. Yo. It really stuck that's out. That's props, man. yo. Because there's very few songs song, that I could listen to for the entirety of a workout, and yeah. that song was on loop for about an hour. It's a two minute and thirty second song. So. Shout out to Mayhem. Shout out to Derringer. Shout out, boy. After Mr. Boop, 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 boop. I think we're going to keep it Griselda. I think... Okay. We're, we're keeping it Griselda. But this time, we're going to talk about... The Butcher Company. <laughs> yeah. I love how they have their own little, like, sayings. Yeah. But, um... I have a question for you. So, mm-hmm. ten more, ten more commandments. Yeah. Because, obviously, we're talking about the ten crack commandment, commandments with Biggie. Yeah. So he just he 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 freaked it. Give, did a little remix. He added ten more commandments. Mm-hmm. Just what are your what are your feelings regarding the track? Like, are you okay? Is it whatever? Are you disappointed? Because like, no, I thought it was dope. It was cool. I thought and it's 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 a tough act to follow. If that's why I'm asking. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm not gonna go into that and expect Biggie and Premier all over again. I feel like the fact that. He's he's modernized the commandments as far as street shit is concerned. The beat to me, fire. The yeah, fact Andrew. that he has Diddy ad libbing on it Stamp shows a respect approval. for the culture. Yeah. And make me make he me sound godly. Thing. Yeah, he did his <laughs> thing, bro. Real estate, real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's because uh, again, like I, like I said, just uh, the ten the ten commandments with Biggie. Again, that's like one of the. As far as songs of hip hop, that's definitely one of the pillars of hip hop. Yeah, Biggie itself. That's a different. That's a whole conversation. But yeah, I mean, just when I saw that track listing and I saw that song, you know, that's kind of like, oh, okay. It's a tough act to follow. It's a tough act to follow. He has a lot to live up to, and like you just said, a stamp of approval with Diddy. I liked it, but I've seen stuff on the internet. People were disappointed, yeah. so I wanted to. I ask think you did it justice. All in your mindset. Yeah. Let's go. Be free. Soon as they let me eat, knew the streets was my expertise. I kept discreet contacts with my connects, so they let me eat. A rapper, but I was a drug trafficker before I left the streets. These ten more crack commandments. Frank Wright, rest in peace. Number twenty, gotta be to make sure that you count the money. Singles and fives out the hundreds. We call that bankroll a dummy. I've been on both sides of that, made a smooth relationship ugly. When dealing with a true connect, my first. Goal is get you to trust me. 19 is don't never burn the plug, dog. That silly shit. I had to mention it since this one wasn't on Biggie list. He knew you have a hard time Yeah, so in the same vein as you know, kind of putting yourself up against the challenge and almost setting yourself up for failure in a lot of people's eyes, um, naming this town of talk for after 
you know, the prestige of Tana Talk 3, it gives a certain expectation to the album where uh, I know for me personally, it took me some time to adapt to because mm. I go into it expecting Tana Talk 3. And I mean, a lot of the same characters on it. Uh, I don't think it it exceeds Tana Talk 3, but it's a quality rap album. Yeah, I just, uh, again, just another, coming from the Griselda camp, just a very good, cohesive body of work. Um, the highlights for me, again, we just talked about it, 10 More Commandments, it does it justice. Um, I want to talk about Uncle Ben with 38 Special. Oh, Uncle Bun? Oh, yeah, my bad, I said Ben, sorry. <laughs> Uncle, Bun, Uncle Bun with 38 Special. Yo, the back and forth that they have, and the fucking beat, produced by, oh, yeah, Derringer. Derringer. I was listening to her earlier today. Actually, me too. As funny as that is, nice. Great minds take a like. Yeah. Um, I was listening to her earlier today, and we all know Betty can rap, but I don't know. I I I I call it like a different feeling because it, it feels like thirty thirty eight special can rap, but it just felt like thirty eight special was keeping up with him. Yeah. And like for sure, I was just like, they're both rapping their fucking ass off right now, and I fucking love it. It just it really caught so me, bro. So this um this goes to something, and shout out to. Ransom Ransom had mm. an album with V-Don towards the end of the year, right? Or was that the beginning? No, that was the end of last year. And the end of uh, 2022. Sure. That was really dope. And he's obviously done a lot of collaborating with 38 Special. And he says the reason for that is because 38 Special brings him back to the DJ Clue and Desert Storm days when Ransom was with the A-Team, if you're not familiar. That's where... Fab came up, Joe Budden, these guys all came up in this one camp on mixtapes. And they were basically just all on records, freestyle, trying to kill each other. like mm. all. And he said that. That, that he, Spesh brings Ransom back to that feeling. So it makes sense. So when you get, you know, that competition of that back and forth between Benny and Spesh, mm. it's fucking, it's really dope to me. I have a, a sleeper on this album, and it's because it was different. Talk to me. Number eight, uh, Thowie Thowie's Revenge, Revenge, produced by Alchemist. No, 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 produced by uh, Alchemist. And that, um, <laughs> it just had a different cadence to what you may expect out of the Alchemist beat, for one, but also an Alchemist and Benny beat. Uh, it was just dope to me. Mm. It had some nice horns in there. You know, Benny was talking his shit, but... Love really that. Good record. Another track, Tyson vs. Ali, featuring yeah. Conway. So, like... Addressing the bullshit. Literally. They wanted to stop all the speculation and rumors. Like, there's no beef. And they just look at each other like great fucking... Just the titans of hip-hop, which is cool. And they They're think, cousins. Are they? They're cousins. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. What, Gun and Conway are brothers. Benny is their cousin. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. And the... Machine Gun Black, the one they talk about, is Benny's older brother. They're mm. all family. So mm. when people on the internet speculate on them, like, that is, like, come on. That's so yeah. corny to me. They addressed the bullshit like you just said. Um, but again, it's qual- quality fucking track. Quality fucking track. And then the whole fucking theme of Tyson vs. Ali. It's like, they're, they're, they're saying something. <laughs> yeah. They're saying something produced by Derringer. Also, shout out again to Boldy James. I think he smoked weekends in Perry. Mm. Low key, talking about I got off rich, I got rich off pain, but I'm still depressed. Like he was, you <laughs> could tell that beat brought something else out of him. Like 
and it that, was, that's like a it's like a slow tempo kind of yeah. joint, right? Yeah, it's not like your typical boom bap shit. Benny and Hip Boy <laughs> coming back in August. Oh yeah, the Benny and because Hip Boy he was putting he once again he was putting up these fucking samples, and I couldn't stop myself as a fan of this shit from saying what the fuck. <laughs> and yeah, oh August also, September. So these next two albums, okay, these are. They're definitely in the albums of the year contender list, but they're the sleeper picks for me. Okay. Feel me? Sayari, the fucking kid, the shadow in the shade. I texted you this. This was a while ago. Yeah. But I texted you this, and I was like, yo, I think this is the fucking album of the year. So, first I, of all, the fucking, uh, the title, the the title of the album, the shadow in the shade. Like, yeah. what? That's deep. I've heard of, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Sayari or Sari. Yeah. But Sayari, the kid. the banks. And I didn't delve into this, but I I do know that this is a talented dude. Yeah, man. He, just he, look at those, look at that fucking track. Yes, list. thank you for pointing that out, dog. If you talk, if you want to talk about flows, you want to talk about metaphors, you want to talk about pockets. This guy has all of it. You want to talk about features? Listen, we're talking Jada. These are all dudes. Not. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but these all are all dudes who are not going to get on a track with you. Unless you can do something. And this is my first time looking at this track list, honestly. So you didn't see the text when I sent you? <laughs> Yo, strike three. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. But, bro, I mean. Yeah, man. Obviously, Kiss. But, like, then you have Benny. Trouble's nice, too. But but these two, specifically, Lord Banks, Banks and, and Ransom, Ransom, are not wasting their time with anyone no, who can't rap. They're not, bro. Mickey Fax. He could rap his ass. He off. could rap his fucking ass off. He bro. could rap his ass off. And that, um, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that darkness in the abyss, bro. So we know what the 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 theme of this album. Yeah. But the beat on this song, making yeah. facts goes crazy. Sai Ari the crazy goes crazy. You niggas really ain't that gangster. Go get a job. I heard the nigga that killed your nigga is still alive. How you do a drive by, spin a block, and he didn't die. You don't know pain until you see your nigga cry or your sister lie to your parents while your pops look you in the eyes. It was I. Fuck what you getting. We still luckily getting by. Pick up. Married with children, didn't mean to butt in. Counting Franklin's when the snowfall, peep the green I drug it. If I see it, I want it. My lady gon' cop it. Never wanting the red like McGrady on the rockets. I'm an innovator, right? Hate when y'all watch it, turning the imitators like Avion Crockett. Set the bar high, victories. And I want to give flowers to Mickey Fox, bro, because he's blog era. Super block. He came era. with that same class. He was on the XXL cover and everything. Arguably the best cover. Asher Roth, uh, B.O.B. The most Nikki. accurate depiction of what was to come Facts. out of those Blue, freshmen. Other people. But yeah, I want to give flowers to Mickey Fax, man, because he he was so beyond his time. The shit that he was doing back then in the blog era, like it was just way ahead of his time. And I think I talked to you about this, but he dropped a project around 2010-ish. It's called Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. But it's a... Concept album. Mm-hmm. It's a concept album. And the concept is he's a, a homeless street artist in New York City in the 80s. And he's 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 trying to break into the art world, the Andy Warhol war- world. Hanging out with Andy Warhol, Basquiat, um, Keith Haring. And he's talking about like going to the factory, which is where Andy Warhol had these parties. And like, like I just said, those artists come through and different celebrities. He's talking about like the Hulk Hogan crack era, like all that shit. And it's one of the, it's one of the best cohesive bodies of work I've ever heard in my life. I might have to double back on it. it, it it's hip hop, 
but he also blends in other sounds. Like one of the songs is uh, it's called "Taking Taking Pictures of Girls Naked." It's like a house EDM hip hop kind of joint. It's fucking beautiful, and he and he he and to prepare for that album, bro, he went super method, bro. Like he, I've read interviews that he literally became homeless. Like he didn't shave, he didn't do anything. He slept on park benches for months at a time, really trying to dive into the character. And nobody really, I don't want to say nobody heard of it, but like it just kind of like went over the fucking. Went it's over like when Fifty head. Cent lost all that weight for a role for the movie. Sheesh. Yeah, and um, I remember I forgot how I heard this, but uh, he showed he showed the project to Swiss Beats, and Swiss Beats was trying to get him to drop that project as his official debut major album. It just never happened because contracts and all that bullshit. But man, I still have that project on. I still have it on heavy rotation, bro. And yeah, I just want to give flowers to Mickey, man, because I've been following his shit for a while, and he could rap his ass off. And in this, he does not disappoint on this track. Sci high too. But yeah, like I like I was saying, man, the features, bro. All All the spitters, all the spitters, crazy. And Jr. Ryder, I don't like. I don't care what anyone has. That dude can rap. Big Crit and Raekwon. That's pretty. That's pretty solid. Benny, like Bumpy we just Knuckles, said. if you know, you know. That's Freddie Fox, Bumpy Knuckles, classic. Press Zero with Benny, the fucking fourth track. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Stupid. Um. Oh, so the theme of this album, kind of like he was in a dark place. Obviously, he's trying to get himself out of it. He's learning about himself, right? On one of the songs, there's something about Uncle. On track number six, Word to My Uncle Walter. So he's talking about he's talking about shit that he's been through, and there's this, this I think it's only two verses. And towards the end of the second verse, he's talking about I think he I think he was he was with a girl at a time, and the girl ended up passing away. But he was like so fucked up, he didn't know what was going on around him. And in the verse, he's saying that like he attended the funeral, obviously. And then he's saying how like can you imagine like going in the back room? Consoling her, consoling her mother, and the next thing you know, they're fucking on the table, and it's like, what? While he's still alive, you ever try to rap a verse, but you finna cry? You ever plan somebody death, but he didn't die yet? Out of life experience, fucking with your enterprise stress. This girl I used to date committed suicide. Later on, I bumped into a mom. She hugged me in a room and cried. And next thing you know, we fucking. Do you know what's going through my mind? Just keep that between you and I. Damn. And when he said that, I kind of like tried to put myself in his shoes as far as like, whenever you're going through such an emotional traumatic event, like shit happens that you would never, ever, ever expect to happen. You deal shit. You deal things... You deal with things in ways that you would never ever expect. And when he said that, it was like, what the fuck? Like he must have been super fucked up if that should happen. Like how how does that happen? How does that happen? He he ends up sleeping with his girlfriend's mom who just passed who just passed away. And uh, obviously I don't know him and I don't know what the intention was, but I'm assuming that he was just so fucked up and like his mom was really fucked up her mom was really fucked up as well, you know what I'm saying? And they just they were just trying to like console each other uh, but it's like it's some, that's, that's some like crazy life know. shit yeah. right that's some crazy there's a like, lot shit. of trauma there prior to that incident for yeah. some shit like that to happen that's so that's crazy and like that line just really stuck out to me and I'm like wow that shit is just so deep and and yeah man 
So Sai Ari the Kid, yo. Yeah, I gotta peep. Though. I really it's want. Crazy. I really want to highlight this album because this shit really, really took me back. Um, and yeah, I just loved it. And he actually has a part two to this. It came out towards the end of 2022. I want to say that maybe like October. But uh, Sai Ari the Kid, respect. Love this album. I still have it in rotation. Where's he from? I want to say New York, but don't call me. I think so too. I think I've heard that, but I don't know for sure. I'm not, I don't know either. All right. I'm definitely checking that out though. Next album, this is somebody who doesn't get his fucking just do, bro. Okay. He came out in 2022. Okay. He doesn't get his just do, bro. This out, al- yes, it has 29 tracks, but again, preparing for the podcast, I, Mike and I, we try and do our homework, so I try to listen to this album, these albums, as much as I can. 29 tracks. I like 20 of them. Yeah. Uh, that's um, not a bad ratio. Out of 29 tracks, and again, I want to harp on game he has a he has to me two certified classics documentary jesus peace he has jesus peace is one of the most slept on yep, albums for sure he has one of the best catalogs in hip-hop history and i i say that to say um i didn't find the time to listen to this album yet because of the amount and yeah. and that's not it. it's not a knock to get because Listen, through all the trials and tribulations from day one when it came to the game, I always fucked with him. Yeah. I always fucked with game. Um, and yeah, this many albums in, he has one of the best catalogs in the history of hip-hop music. And I get it, he's a polarizing character, but this man just knows how to put albums together. Exactly. No, you hit it right on the nail on the head. Yes, he's a polarizing character, but when it comes to bodies of work... He's it. Yep. He knows how to put a great body of work, bro. And I, I'm and I just hate how he always gets overlooked. Like, but that's kind of his own doing too. Yeah. Because there's exactly there's a lot of the shenanigans, a lot of the bullshit surrounding it. I, get, and, I know um, what you're saying about that. He's delved into so much other than the music. I I understand why it gets overlooked, but man, I encourage anyone who loves hip hop music. Look past that and just do a little bit of homework into this man. Specifically, the albums you named, they're great places to start. The documentary, his debut, and then Jesus Peace 2013 release. I believe that is, I want to say that's like album number four or five at Something that like point. That, yeah. Incredible, incredible music. And he collabs with everybody. Every song on that album, Jesus Peace, is a perfect collaboration. Yeah. You were you were saying Rick is on that song? Yeah. Ali Boumaye. Well, I got the track list behind us. Um, Ali Boumaye. Oh, my bad. You're right. It's two chains and Ross. My bad. Meek is on the intro. Meek is on the intro. Oh, you scared now? Yeah. Look at this. Look at look at this. Look at the first fucking four, five tracks, six tracks. Like, Namie King with Pusha T, See No Evil with Kendrick Lamar and Tank. The title track with Kanye and Common. That's. Yeah, we're talking about Jesus Peace right now because I just want to highlight how amazing of an album that album is. Yeah. Yo, that is one of the most slept-on albums of that time, and like just with that, just like we were saying, is just like every collaboration track on this album is perfect. Yeah. If he can't do anything else, he can make a fucking album. Facts. Um, but going back to going back to um, dramatic, going back to dramatic, just to talk about some of the highlights of this. Album. So, yeah, I know it's 29 tracks, and obviously that's going to put you off right away. But surprisingly, re-listening to this album, it was like an... I don't want to say easy, 
But I, I was able to go through it. Shout out to the second track. Yeah, I was able to go through it. And talking about one of the tracks, Easy, um, highlighted by Ye's verse. That was one of my fucking... Even, I mean, you know... Easy. Ye's verse kind of distracts you from the fact that that was another fucking hit rap song of the year that really caught me. Mm, okay. I, there was just something about it. It was simplistic, and I think I just like the simplicity of it. So it really made an impact on you. Yeah, game smoked it. Um, that song is cool. I um, like. I really, I really fucked. It. Hit Boy produced it, right? I Hit- think so. Yeah, I think you're right. But like that, that, yeah, that song is cool. Um, I, just, I don't know. It didn't really do anything for me. I fucked with this. But um, crazy. but yeah, Ye's verse. He's going at Pete Davidson. Yada yada yada. Whatever. Yeah, and that's kind of what does take away from it. Honestly, though. I feel yeah, like I, I could have gone without Ye's verse. Um, all right, so some of the highlights that I want to highlight to you. Um, so you haven't heard this album? No. All right. Mm-mm. So there's a song called La La Land. Okay. It samples Rum Shaker. Interesting. Show me what you got. Yeah. Everybody want to come to La La Land. Everybody want to come to La La Land. Where them Dodger hats and Impalas at? It's my city, I'm the nigga that you holla at. Tourists get their hands shot off, throwing up a dub. I think it's a really good sample in the way it blends into the track. So, if you ever do get around to... No, I will. So, okay, when you do get, when you get around to listen to this album, La La Land, just, I guess, perk your ears up a little bit, because I really want to hear your reaction to that. Um, there's a song called Home Invasion where he's just I mean Game is known to rap and just rap whenever he wants to rap like fucking 300 bars duh but um Home Invasion like he goes off he's he literally I don't, I'm pretty sure it's no hook no nothing it's just him rapping so that's definitely another one to check out Game has always been good at that just yeah going and then towards the end of the album you got um, Money Cash Clothes which I'm assuming you can guess what it's I don't even think it's a sample. I mean, it is a sample, but you know what? It must be a sample of Stevie Wonder. Money Cash Holes <laughs> by Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I'm it, interested. It's not a sample. It's, it's kind of it's kind of just the same beat, and uh, and ASAP is on it, but I don't know, man. First of all, that beat... Oh, wait, that makes sense. Peace, because I let it rip. I used to rock it ASAP when I flicked the wrist. Now this nigga ASAP Rocky hopping in the whip. Uh. Yeah. no but it makes sense because uh in the fucking i guess media run that he did he he kept saying despite the beef with jay in the past he cleared a record on this album for him and i guess that's what he was referring Uh, to maybe Maybe and as far as just beats, Money Cash Holes is one of the hardest beats ever. Oh my god, Swiss, 
What, what's that? The very beginning, it's not a piano riff. It's like a... Dun, dun, dun. Like, no, no, it's no. the... Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Dun, dun. It's like a piano riff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is. It's... Son, that beat is so fucking hard, bro. beat is fucking ridiculous. Swiss, Swiss has some monster hitters, bro, under his fucking belt. He has some monsters, dog. Yeah, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Facts. Another song, uh, Chrome Slugs and... Um, yeah, Chrome Slugs and Harmony. It samples... The thuggish, thuggish bone. That's probably my favorite Bone Thugs song. That's another one to look out for. So we'll do. And the, those are the songs that um that stuck out to me. But again, as an overall body of work, I know it's twenty nine tracks and it's kind of hard to get over that. But if you give it some time, give it some attention, I think you would be a little bit more surprised. That how, uh, I think you would be surprised at how easy you can get through it. Cause all right. It, yeah, it blends all the tr- it blends together, you know, uh, sonically. The opening track he has he has Ice T. Ice T is not rapping; he's like narrating. But yeah, Ice T shouldn't rap anymore, but his <laughs> voice still sounds good. <laughs> you wouldn't want to hear Ice T rap? Not even like a quick sixteen. No, no, not even. I like to hear him talk. I think he's an articulate guy, and his voice is the distinct staple Yo, in hip hop. This is Ice T. Yeah, and he no, I can't do it. And he's from Jersey. Oh, is he? I mean, he. But he moved to LA, I guess, later on. But yeah, he's originally from Jersey. Right, shout out Jersey. I would have liked to hear him spit a nice sixteen because it's Ice T getting a game West Coast artist. It's pretty epic. It's a moment. To each their own. <laughs> so that is the end of my list of the 2022 albums of the year. If I'm gonna pick one album, dude, I think I might go with Sayari the Kid. The shot on the shit. I'm. I think I'm gonna listen to that. Like, if it's not tonight, tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Seeing that track list, that's really. It just. I. It's just everything about it. Like after listening to it, just the how cohesive it was. Just the shit he's talking about. He has Mickey on it, and Mickey does his thing. Mickey just did a freestyle too with Funk. I gotta check it out. I don't know if you peeped. I. I, I didn't watch it, but I saw that it was up there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my album, you know. That's such a fucking sleeper pick. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I came across it. I think I just, like, I went to new music, hip-hop, and I saw the cover art, and I heard about Sayari the Kid, and I was like, let me give it a whirl. Next thing you know, I'm, like, listening listening to only that yeah. album for, like, a month. Yeah, he was on Banks' project also. Ban- yeah, and we talked about it. Banks does his shit on, on, on Sayari. too, yeah. So before we head out, um, you probably saw it because I might have spoiled it for you. But there is one album that was on the fringe of being in my albums of the year list. Okay. It didn't make the cut, and there's a reason why. But the album I want to talk to you about a little bit, Conway. Yeah, so this album was on the fringe. It didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, tr- I, literally, I really did try. I listened to it a handful of times. And every single time I listened to it... The overall feeling I got was I appreciated Conway trying to di- diversify and grow from, not grow, but just trying different things instead of doing Derringer and Conductor Boom Bap. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you could tell he was experimenting with different sounds. Yeah. And I 100% respect him for that. I don't want to say it was bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. But no, it just, it it just didn't mark. connect. It just didn't connect with me. It missed the mark. But and as I'm looking at this, I'm remembering. Yeah, it it missed the mark for me. The first track, again, you know who's as you could tell by the track list yeah. who's on it. Yeah, Wayne did his thing. Does he disappoint? 
No. Yeah, is is no. it on my Wheezy Future playlist? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it did. And I, I do think that um, Conway and Benny make a conscious effort to, like, try to expand past just the the boom bap elements. Um and I do believe Conway is a talented enough writer where he'll figure it out. But yeah, this album just didn't it didn't hit for me. Look at the look at the third to last track. Jill Scott rapping. And she's rapping too. That took yeah. that took me back. Everyone in Philly could pen a sixteen, I'm convinced. <laughs> Jill Scott, we wanna see you rap more. You got the you got the posse cut, John Woo flick. That was a nice little track. Yeah, that was dope. Um, but yeah, man. But we got Alchemist all over this, or yeah, yeah you got two tracks. Did the, the normal. Hit boy with track number five. Beat Butcher is also a common name on these Griselda projects. Ever since that, um, the what would Sheen Gun do project? Because what Beat Butcher does is he makes records that sound like there's a sample. But there's not, so it avoids. I would, I would imagine a lot of expenses. So that's why you see B Butcher on a lot of the tracks with Derringer, in collaboration, mm. because Derringer makes these older, dusty style records, which normally require a sample of some kind. B Butcher mitigates by like I don't know how he does it to be honest, but he makes it sound, or he imitates a sample, and assists in making those beats without sample free the last, very last thing before we head out um there are some disappointments that i want to talk about of 2022 and i just want to mm-hmm. hear your take on it okay so our boy sci high the prince came out with uh yeah. ep uh egot yep and if you're not familiar with egot it's when an enter- a celebrity or Amy, entertainer grammy yes. oscar tony right he's been talking about dropping an album um but he dropped the ep first and i think it was like four or five tracks and i'm a i'm a side high stand bro and i don't know it just didn't connect with me bro yeah it just didn't connect with me i'm waiting for the album yeah me too but this yeah it didn't do it for me um another disappointment we kind of talked about it my disappointment is action bronson coco trilo turbo mm-hmm. i think you gotta listen to that album again you might not get what you're looking for out of it but at least uh, give it another chance yeah i i thought the same thing on initial listen but not it's a quality project all right um and uh, the, another project is it's a davies project which i thought was the one that you were going to be talking about but i'm talking about how did i get here that album missed the mark for me. Okay, so we agree on that one. <laughs> but see, and like that, that was him, you know. That came out before. Yeah. Your joint, yeah, right. Yeah, like with the DJ drama shit, it was just him. Like, this is a gangster girls tape. I'm just gonna do my fucking thing. With that, it was more of like, I'm doing, you know, a record label album. It's different. It's the fuck was he doing with that, bro? I get what you, know, you literally nah, just told nah, me, but it really wasn't that that album me. or that project, whatever you want to call it, that literally gives me ammunition. It yeah. like proves my point. The last one, you want to call this guy a rapper? I don't fucking know. That's 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 been part of the conversation with this guy. Post Malone, Twelve Carat, Toothache. Never listened to it. I never even. That's the point. I never even listened to it. And Post is what the? F- it's not that he definitely didn't go away, but like 
there's got to be some problems with the label because I feel like they didn't they didn't really yeah. push him like and he's like, he was one of the biggest artists like what yeah five years, there, there's some turmoil there for sure the fact that I, I, didn't even, the- I didn't hear that like I didn't hear the album but the fact that I didn't hear the album anywhere else like it might playlist, not have been a good album that too so it was a disappointment just because uh, I just didn't listen to it but I, had uh, no, I had no inkling I, to I do believe it at at least the optics of it suggests that he's not getting the support a star of his magnitude should be getting from yeah. the label. Yeah, I don't know shit, but that's nah, that's either. what. But that's what it looks like. Assume. You know, he was what he was one of the he was one of if not the biggest artists what four years ago, yeah. three something like that. Yeah, very and now, recently. And now, like we did, his album came and went. So Who knows? hopefully, this shit post, is weird. Uh, you come back with some. What was the? There's a Q-tip line from. The Tribe Called Quest Industry rule Number fucking Whatever 180 Record people are shady So We'll never know I mean yeah It probably happened Alright my boy We finally came to the end Of 2022 We wrapped it up Get it Wrap Wrap up 2022 Double entendre Sign me I never wear condoms (laughs) What the fuck (laughs) I get it Um (laughs) Sign me, Interscope, Universal, Double Entendre King, holla at me. <laughs> Just, yo, one time. We'll say the shout out. I don't know. Do you want, what's, what's up with the blog? Oh, the WordPress. Nah. Slow for that. Slow for that? All right, my boy. As yeah. long as family's healthy, kids yeah. are healthy, as long as your mental health is good. Yeah. Shout good? out to Ralph McDaniels, Video Music Box. All right. He originated the shout out. Facts. Oh, yeah, I remember asking if you saw it. I think it was on VH1 or some shit. But, yeah, I saw it. That was pretty good, too. I didn't. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know a lot about it. And that documentary really... It's good shit. It's classic shit. Uh, as far as time flies, um, I'll put all the links down below in the description for the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, for the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, all that good stuff. And if you're listening to the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That'll be a big help. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. Definitely love to engage. Um, Thank you for tuning into this episode. This was a lengthy one, but I haven't seen my boy Mike in a while. So we had to give you two in-depth episodes dissecting the culture, hip-hop, the culture Mm -hmm. that we love. So, Mike, thank you again, my guy. I really appreciate it. And, um, oh, yeah, before I forget, you know, behind me, one of the other links that I'm dropping in the description, again, the Shia LaBeouf shirt, I don't care, free plug, shameless plug, I don't care, Shia LaBeouf shirt's on, the link for the website is in the description as well, check it out, shout out my favorite actor, I have a little idea for a series for different actors, and, um, affordable, and, um, let me know if you like it. So... Until next time, thank you, Mike. Until next time, thank you for tuning in, and we'll check you out on the next episode of the Time Flies Podcast. Uh. (laughs) Peace.